0: Blog Talk Radio. Blog
1: Talk Radio. Hello, folks, and welcome to p for p Real Talk with Desiree and Kaylin. And right now, I know the uh, message boards are blowing up with, Where is Kaylin? This does not sound like Kaylin, and you're correct. <laughs> it is not Kaylin, but nonetheless, this program is sponsored by p for p Muscle, the number one drug free sponsorship in the world. If you are a drug-free athlete and are looking for a solid foundation to stand on as well as a vehicle to drive your goals like a Mack truck through ice cream, check us out at P4PMuscle.com. And now let's talk. Hey, folks, this is Desiree Fletcher Carruthers, one half of P4P Real Talk. The uh, other half, Kaylin Patterson, should be joining us shortly he has a uh, personal training client that he has taken on that is uh, meeting with him right before the show, so we've got a little bit of a delay, but he will be here nonetheless. But you know what? This this exposes a fatal flaw to the uh, to the duo of Desiree and Kalen. With that flaw being that. Kalen typically handles the majority of the message boards. I do a little bit of it, but he does the vast majority of it as far as screening messages, interpreting messages, all of that good kind of stuff. And when he is not with me, then that leaves me at a disadvantage. So... um, we will not have as much listener interaction until he joins the show, but never fear. Um, as soon as he's here, we'll get that back on board, but that you know, brings to light that we need to uh, find a solution to our flaw, so that regardless, if one of us is not able to be on the show, the show must still go on, and it should go on 100%. So that is something that we will be working on. So if you guys are out there typing fast and furiously and you're not getting a response just yet, that would be why. That would be why. So happy Tuesday. I hope everyone has had a fantastic week thus far. And if not, you know what? You've got three more days to uh, to turn this week around. So do your best. Put a positive spin on it and uh, look for the blessing in everything that is around you. I myself am uh, getting ready to hit the road this week. The uh, Des Moines Derby Brats are headed to National Junior Roller Derby competition tournament play this weekend. So next time that I tune in, I'll be joining you guys from Philadelphia. So we will see how that goes. So please send the Des Moines Derby Brats some warm fuzzies, throw up a couple of prayers for them, and let's just hope for some good, clean, roller derby and that there are uh, no injuries because it's prone to happen. You wouldn't believe the number of kids that wind up on the floor. Um, It is an aggressive sport, not as bad as the movies portray, but it still has its moments. And once you get your wind knocked out of you, it's, it, you know, anybody who's been punched in the stomach, you know what that feels like. You know what that feels like. It's never a fun moment. Sometimes it's hard to catch your breath. But hopefully we have as little of that as possible. So was talking with a uh, Natty competitor today. He is a uh, pro physique competitor and uh, primarily has competed in the NGA, but is considering jumping over to the IPE, which most of you should know that is the pro arm of the NANBF. And uh, so he was questioning, what does it take to qualify for the IPE Worlds, which are coming up this fall? And I, you know, for whatever reason, I don't know, but I had it in my head that it was, it was you either had to place in the top three or the top five in order to get an invitation to the IPE Worlds. It is invite-based um, for the pros that compete in that show. And I actually, I had to stand corrected because you have to compete, not compete. You have to place in the top half of the competitors at a given IPE pro show. So you know whether or not you get an invitation is dependent solely on um, the number of competitors in that particular show. So if there are ten pros on that stage, If you place in the top five, you're going to make it in. If there are 12 pros on that stage and you place in the top six, you're going to make it in. If there's only five, you're going to have to be in the top two. I don't know what happens to that half a person, but that's basically what it comes down to. But uh, just thought I would throw that out there if there were folks that, you know, weren't quite familiar of what it takes. Because we talk a lot about pros and pro opportunities, um, but there's, are different criteria from organization to organization about how those opportunities play out if you happen to be a pro. So that is one that I just wanted to share with you guys um, in the event that one of you Several of you, male or female, have been competing solely in one organization, but you're thinking about spreading your wings and trying another one out, and I say go for it. I don't think there is anything wrong with that whatsoever. Um, it just gives you more of an opportunity to compete against a wider pool competitors that you may not come up against if you only stick with your one organization so as much as we talk about the need for consolidating um you know i guess that's one benefit if you bring everyone under one umbrella you're going to have that wider pool as well but until then you know spread your wings check it out if it works for your budget you know compete in a couple of different organizations and see which one that you like better, and uh, just go for broke there. So, if you were with us last week, we covered a couple of different, um, a couple of different topics that I think were were pretty interesting and worth touching base on again. And um, and wouldn't you know it? I'm looking for my notes, and I'm not quite getting there yet, so nothing more embarrassing than that, but one of the topics that we had on deck was Earl Snyder, and he was uh, just giving some of us some of the ins and outs of judging. Um, He is going to be the head judge at the P4P Undefeated uh, show coming up August 11th in Ho Chunk, and so he was giving... Um, heads up to athletes that are going to be at that show as what they can expect. And one of the areas that we had talked about that is still playing over in my mind is the fact that the NGA is moving to more of a checks and balance system um, for its judges. Um, they are moving to a system where each show is going to be um, your score, your, I guess your, not your score, yeah, the judge's score. It's going to be the judge's score. How well you score, how consistently you're scoring with the rest of the judges is going to be reviewed each time that you judge a show. And you have to be within, I believe it was consistently 80%. Your scores had to be in line with 80% of the other scores that were handed down. And in my opinion, I thought that was a good first step to be taking to just bring more accountability to the judging realm. And I know that there are those out there who don't necessarily agree with that. Um, They do agree that more accountability is needed, that that is going to be a great next step for all of the athletes to making sure that the judging is on par and that the athletes are getting the best that the judges can bring to the table um, but that there are different criteria that need to be put in place and whether that's true or not you know it's hard to say in a perfect world probably yes but i'd like to see how this new format plays out before i uh, weigh too much in on whether or not i think it's working i know that the concern is that well you know, if someone is concerned about being bounced bounce back down to a test judge, then they're just going to be concerned with trying to judge with how everyone else is is scoring instead of just, you know, focusing on what their opinion is of the criteria. And, you know, criteria is criteria. There, there really is no opinion of what that is. It's whether or not that athlete matches that criteria. And some feel that, you know, this if the head judge leads the judges in one direction or another, that also could skew the process so while it's trying to bring um more consistency to the judging, more accountability to the judging, you know in turn it possibly could have a negative effect um depending on how good of a head judge is at the table at that time and you know. Those could be very valid points. We will just have to see how things go as time moves on. But uh, definitely would be interested in hearing more thoughts from you guys on that topic. Um, And and what do you think as far as keeping judges accountable for being prepared to judge? And as you can hear from the background noise, Kaylin Patterson is online (laughs) with us now.
2: Sorry about that in the background noise, guys. I'm, I'm, I'm live at Fit by the U, and uh, we have an excited crowd in the background because we just had a somebody hit a really nice pro, uh, personal record, and we are all celebrating. So I apologize for that, and hopefully it dies down in a minute.
1: <laughs> so anyway, Kaylin, we were just talking about. Or I was recapping the, uh, the new NGA program that's going to be put in place to keep their judges more accountable and just asking the listeners for more of their feedback of what they think of their program um, by basically, you know, evaluating each judge's performance after each competition to determine whether or not they move on, you know, to be eligible to continue judging or if they get bounced down to the best judging system. If their scores are, what? you know, probably erratic from every all of the other judges, they don't follow 80%. Yeah, I,
2: I like that uh, format, and I think it should have been implemented long ago. Obviously, uh, there's a lot of things that need to be corrected in this sport and in this industry, and that's one of the vital things, because I know that if you're not uh, prepared to judge correctly, then somebody's getting screwed. And I think Earl had said that uh, – Earl, Earl Snyder, I'm sorry – said that so good because he, he, he really brought out the point, you know, you, how do you validate a good show if the wrong person is winning? And if the wrong person is winning, that means the right person isn't. And if it's got that understanding, if you have that understanding, that first place isn't really first place, then there is a definite problem. And who would want to keep continuing to compete if they're not going to be scored correctly or by the criteria? So that, that's a big thing, and I love how they're, they're doing that and going about it. I'm sure there'll, people will find flaws in that, but the fact that they're willing to take that stance now and make it happen is very important, and we need to make that part for every show that's happening and for every organization out there that's doing it.
1: Yep. So we're on the same page as that one, but I definitely want to hear more thoughts and if you think there is a better system, um, let us know. Maybe you maybe you do have a, a system that would work better than what they've got, and they can learn and grow from the feedback that you have to share. It sounds good to me. Uh-oh, what was that?
2: What is that? Somebody getting in their car? Dad, are you leaving me? Nope (laughs) Okay, now is is my background noise going to kill you Or are you ready to kill me because
1: of it? I'm just thinking If if this was somebody else that had all the background noise You would have called him out twice over by now (laughs)
2: I'm calling myself I'm not going to kill
1: you I'm not going to kill you (laughs) I'm ready So why don't you go ahead and introduce tonight's guest
2: Okay, um, tonight's guest is really good uh, individual. Um, really informative. Really, he really questioned. Um, he asked the questions that need to be asked, especially if you're going to be competing, especially at competing at the high level. Um, there's some people that are basically ready to do certain things, and then there's people that are ready to compete. And you know, we all have a bucket list in our lives, and some people consider bodybuilding, natural bodybuilding, that. But this person actually said, I'm going to step up my game and, and show people that there's a new way to live. And, a, you know, basically people that are, are used to having drugs or, or having prescriptions or having something to get them through the day, he said, I'll actually use uh, natural bodybuilding. So I love the fact that that happened. I love the fact that we're doing things great. And I love that he's going to be going to that upper level, I actually has gone to that upper level, uh, so it's, it's great that he uh, he chose to do that. It's great that he made a point to, to, to basically bring along his family. And I just love the fact that he stayed with it the way he's done. And, and I'm, I'm, I'm proud of him, actually, because, you know, he took it to the next level, and then he basically ensured that he could stay on that next level. And he's done a great job of that. And I just love the support system that's been around him. I love the people that have been helping him. And I love everything about natural bodybuilding, especially meeting, meeting uh, people like him and his family. So, you know, I'd like to introduce him, and I'm I going to make sure he's there. Uh, Dustin, you with us or no?
1: I do not believe that he is. I think he dialed in, and then now he's out. Oh. Uh,
2: well, we can get him back. I know we can. I'll, I'll, I'll get him and we'll get this thing straight, because he's a great guy, and uh, I'd love to hear the background for it. We've chatted with him on Midwest Muscle. If anybody's gone to the archives of uh, Midwest Muscle videos, you'll, this name should not be unfamiliar. I think, Des, you spoke with him initially, weren't you?
1: I did, I did. So this is actually another fun run down uh, memory lane, because as you guys recall, we had Marley Apt on um, not that long ago, and actually we're going to have her t- back here soon with us to talk about the uh, the special groups that uh, she trains and uh, their needs and considerations. But uh, we had Marley on, and I first met with Marley and interviewed Marley at the Des Moines NGA Titan Classic, but that was also the same show where our guest tonight, Dustin Scott, won his pro card in bodybuilding. So I had the opportunity to interview him at that competition, and now he's come full circle, and, I, uh, you know, we got to witness him winning his uh, pro debut. So it, it's always fun. Fun to see athletes progress, progress along the way, and I think we got him back. Uh, Dustin, are you with us?
0: Yeah, I was gone.
1: Okay, um, it's great. Um, why don't you go ahead and, if we can, uh, get the party music turned down on Kaylin's end a little bit. <laughs> oh my <laughs> Introduce goodness. Introduce yourself I, to I'm our listeners. Introduce yourself to our listeners and let them know a little bit about you. Uh, How's my
0: speaker working? Is it it coming through all
1: right? Yep, you sound good.
0: Okay. Uh, Well, my name is Dustin Scott, uh, recently a pro bodybuilder. uh, Thankfully, to the Titan Classic and a lot of hard work, I guess. Um, Ever since the Titan, I've my passion for the sport has gotten, has grown day by day. Just tried to figure out, you know, how I can, you know, go at it harder and harder, um, become the best that I can, uh, along with balancing the rest of life, you know. Um, I guess a little bit about me from Nevada, Iowa, smaller town. Um, 28 years old, I have three children. I'll be getting married here, here shortly in February. So on top of everything else I are going, I'm super pumped about that. It's going to be a huge leap and, you know, I'm thankful for everything I have and everything that's to come. Um, no. Other than that, I guess it's, I could say that, you know, I'm doing full-time schooling, so I'm a full-time student. Um, you know, just like bodybuilding, you know, it takes, takes a lot of hard work, a lot of a lot of discipline and I've found ways to use that, you know, as an outlet for the rest of my life. You know, I can I can put in all that energy and work on myself, you know, in the sport, so I've found ways to, you know, excel that energy in the rest of my life as well.
1: Awesome, that's great. That's, now, I, I, mean, that's, I have to, I have a question to throw in here. Now, when I first met you, I feel like I met two of your children. Did you have three kids then, or is this a new addition to the family?
0: I did have I did have three then. One was okay. with their grandparents, so oh, okay. yeah, only two or two were able to make it.
1: All right, gotcha. Well, congratulations on the engagement and the upcoming wedding. I'm sure everyone is super excited. Uh, remember meeting your fiance as well, and she was just super pumped and ecstatic. Um, you know, when you won, then and I'm yeah, she sure she was just black, as you know, proud.
0: Like, she said she didn't know if, uh, if who was more excited, you know, me or her, you know, me up there or her watching me. So it's, you know, it's great to hear that as far as that support is huge because, you know, we had thought about what's going to happen next. Um, I always take into consideration everybody else's feelings and, you know, the rest of my team, you know, all my support is my team. So, you know, if the whole team ain't there, then I'm not going to be there. And you know, once I heard her say, you know, she's she's ready for me to, she's ready to go to Florida and, you know, see what I can do, that's when we pulled the trigger.
1: Very nice. Very nice. Now, we already have some uh, listener questions that are starting to roll in. Um, Linda's wanting to know, how do you find the time to train with all of the things that you have going on between family, school, and planning a wedding and...
0: You know, at times when it runs very thin, um, you know, energy runs thin, but it all comes down to, um, even, you know, disciplining yourself for a sleep schedule. You know, a lot of people will, you know, I'd love to, many times when I'm, you know, doing schoolwork or, you know, doing things around the house that maybe, you know, that need done, but, you know, I'd rather be, you know, just relaxing sometimes that's not an option because, you know, there's other aspects of life that are just as important as the training. So I think a lot of it is personally finding your, your, uh, your balance with everything that you have going on. You know, there's always going to be a balance that you have for family, for personal goals, um, and if you can keep those equal and balanced, you know, and find time to expend energy in all aspects, then you know you'll find you'll find just how much you can take on. Um, everybody and everybody's different, you know. Um, you know, there's the same same amount of hours in the day. So no matter no matter how many times you try to, you know, change up the timing or things like that, you know, I'll tell you it's, it's not going to give you much more time. It's just about just about the balance i mean i take i also intensify my training in certain aspects to shorten my workouts um i will just you know raise the intensity lower the rest times and you know i even treat you know even sometimes around the house or even with schoolwork you know i will treat it just like a you know just like a workout i guess you could say you know i I power through almost everything that I do. And I mean, I guess that's the best answer I got really. Um, make time well, then that's the right and, answer. Um, do the priorities, you know, family is always priority. So just prioritizing everything and making sure, you know, the family's the family's taken care of, the family's happy, you know, and then you got time for yourself.
1: Well and that's a I think a perfect segue into our next question because Michael is wondering how much of the family aspect keeps you wanting to compete.
0: Um so I would say I would say quite a bit with watching watching how it affects how it affects the family. I feel like It actually, it can do one of two things, you know. I feel like your family can either be there for you, you know, they'll either be there for you or they won't. And, you know, if you're you're blessed enough to be able to, you know, have a family that supports you and that enjoys the sport just as much as you do and, you know, seeing the looks on their face when, you know, after, like, a show is over with or, you know, having them come to you for – I mean, because with competing comes, you know, comes knowledge I build – personal knowledge and all aspects of competing which of course is nutrition um you know exercise itself and you know i'm able to help help different uh family members with some of the you know questions they have whether it be um diagnosing you know like a discomfort maybe like in their shoulder or um looking for some healthy outlets for meals, Um, and, you know, I'm able to help in that aspect, too, so it's just kind of a lifestyle deal for me, and, you know, being able to be there for my family whenever they need somebody that is considered maybe a little more knowledgeable than they are in any aspect of the sport, you know, I love, I love being here, like, you know, that's my purpose, I found my purpose, so I'm, I mean, my family, My family being behind me 100% is really what keeps me, you know, more and more motivated to do to do as much as I can with it. See, I'd say family, you know, big big motivation for me to keep pushing. Um, You know, I think I think some of the discipline and everything that goes with the athletics, you know, can be can be uh, transferred into you know, lessons for our, our children um, to be, you know, to be active, to be, you know, motivated, to be, to accomplish, you know, things that you want to, you know, accomplish that, you know, things are, are possible if you, if you stay, you know, if you stay with it.
1: All right. Um and I'm gonna, I'm actually gonna piggyback that one more time because a lot of the the questions that we're getting are very much family oriented. So I'm pretty sure that our listeners are picking up on that vibe that you're laying down. Sheldon um, says balance seems to be a big thing to top competitors. Is that something that you, Dustin, have had, have always had as part of your life, or is that something that you have grown into since you have become? natural a competitive Family
2: natural bodybuilder. Family um, or a
1: competition. The balance. The balance between the balance between okay. all aspects of your life. Is that something that, you know, has naturally always come easy to you? Or is that something that you've fostered and grown into as so, you become yeah, a competitor?
0: That's a great um great question cause, 'cause yeah, it's actually um you would think, you know, it comes from someone that has, you know, always had that, you know, it kind of seems like, kind of seems like a trait, you know, someone would have for a while. Um, but no, with me, it's been, it's been progressive, you know, just like a, just like a, you know, workout. It's been a progressive overload of constantly pushing myself to see where I can take it to. Um, and when I was younger, when I graduated, just give you a little idea, you know, I graduated high school and gave college a shot. Didn't really didn't really know for sure, you know what I what I wanted to do. Um, but got into college, I got sidetracked into partying. Um mm-hmm. so, you know, didn't really have much balance there, you know. I kinda put family to the side. I pretty selfish in that manner um kind of you know went off on my own for a while and then really started to take life's lessons and uh you know acting upon them as far as how important you know family does get when you might not have anybody else um you don't have anybody around and you know you just see i started missing my family um got back involved with my family, you know, probably age of 20, 22. And for some reason, a lot of what my dad taught me, my mom taught me on the upbringing, a lot of that started to become clear as far as, you know, they always taught me, you know, not to drink. Um, not to do drugs, you know, the, the same things that every
2: mm-hmm.
0: every parent usually, you know, tries to tell every child. Well, I just, I wasn't trying to hear it at that age, so I had to try it out for myself. I learned, I learned after a couple of years and really started to gain the respect that they actually always deserved. I, they gained that. And then, you know, I, it was about me giving back what they gave to me, um, Showing them who I could be and, you know, that I wasn't, that, you know, disobeying them and going down a different path wasn't, wasn't in my right, I wasn't in my right mind when I did it. So, at that point, I really wanted to prove to them who I could be and who they, you know, brought me up to be. Started, started grabbing a hold of those traits, you know, really sinking in, you know, what integrity means um, to be, you know, true to yourself and to be, you know, respectful to others and to, you know, be hardworking, you know, actually finding that that hard work paid off, you know, with the little steps in life, a um, couple of different jobs and getting back into school. And then all of a sudden this hard work, you know, has given me, is putting me on the dean's list, you know, in school and
1: congratulations
0: a uh, little 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 accomplishments you know along the way that are just they give you all that more that more more power to feel like you know you can achieve even more, so you start to surround yourself with people that have goals like you and that that want some of the same things that you have, and then you start to learn you know from them, so you're doing you start to be in it together. And, uh, then you find, you know, you figure out how other people balance things and then so you balance things because that's how they're doing it. So, you know, that's how you learn. That's how you learn to be the best that you are and to have those traits that you want is to learn from other people. So that's kind of how I, that's kind of how this last few years has been for me is constantly, you know, getting information and, uh, really sinking in what people are doing what's it what the people that i want to be like are you know are doing or that you know people that are out there buying houses and um you know working themselves into a career of their choice through college uh started taking those steps um and then just progressive overload on the college you know started out with just a class you know semesters see how how it worked out now you know next thing you know a year later i'm doing it full time so cuz i figured out that i can i can take on that load i trained myself to take on that load to work full time and you know to take care of the family and so if that answers your question in any way shape or form i feel like that's that's the best answer i have is you know no i wasn't always balanced To the point that I am now Um, I actually would say you know that I probably wasn't at all balanced you know so it all takes it all takes time it all takes you know mindset and the biggest thing is that I think I took that I think got me to where I am now is to pay attention to the small steps and Make sure that you are working for those small steps versus the bigger picture. I think a lot of times maybe people will look at the bigger picture and count themselves out before they even try or get intimidated because it is, you know, a very big step. We'll just always remember that there's small steps along the way that are just as important if not more than the bigger picture. Now that's how we that's how we keep a balance, you know, work to where we want to be. Sorry for all the background noise. I'm no. in the process of prepping some food right now.
1: No, <laughs> that's that's quite alright, Kaylin. I know you had some thoughts there. Are you still with us?
0: Did you not catch what I just said?
1: Yeah, I was I was looking for Kalen, but I don't think that I have Kalen. Oh, hold on. We lost okay. Kalen, and now Kalen's coming back. No, I should so... be here. <laughs> All no. right. Our, Did you, um, you
0: touch to the... my stepping stone spiel?
1: He's talking to you, Kalen.
2: Oh, can you hear me? <laughs> I'm just making I sure can hear yeah. you guys now. Mm-hmm. Okay. No, <laughs> so what I was saying was is, is that um... – <laughs> The one thing I, I've loved about Dustin every time we've had a chance to talk with him live or, you know, even behind behind the scenes or backstage is that he has been asking questions with the intent to get an answer that will improve him that he can work on. Um, Dustin, I'm, I'm, I've always been impressed with that about you. I love the fact that you're willing to go that extra mile to improve, and I love what you're doing with those improvements. Um what brings that about? Is that something that you've always been intrigued to do as a child? And is it something that you said, you know, I can improve and do better? All right, let me just make sure I understood
0: that correctly. Um Has that always been something that I have wanted as a child to be better? Yes, is I mean when you're asking kind questions kind of with the intent to do better kind of goes back to let me see um when i had mentioned wanting to you know my my biggest support is my my parents and you know my family and i feel like at one point in time i had shown them a totally different person that i really was and they i kind of almost maybe he was on a path to letting them down. And after some of life's knowledge, I guess you could call it, had, you know, awoken me, there, you know, I decided to do a total, you know, 180, 360, whatever you want to call it, and do exactly what I was doing with the same intensity, only in a different angle. You know, for positive instead of maybe negative, if that makes sense. Um, You know, I've always been, you know, an intense guy, I guess you could say, Just, just from different, I guess, from different angles and putting my energy towards different things. And the most important thing, I think, recently is finding the positive balance of things to... Put that energy towards because it's going to be most important for not only me but the entire family
1: and i i mean and that's just a resounding theme that we've had through this whole interview so i mean you can definitely tell that that is very very important to you and and you know brenda just reiterates the vibe that you're putting down um, you know, she says to have the support of family. How has that helped when it comes to facets of life? And I think you pretty much answered that—that that, you know, you know, keeping your family focused um, and maintaining a priority with them, and that you know, their support of you means everything to you, and it just pushes you further. Um, Brenda goes on to say, "I'm liking this natural bodybuilding more and more because I see this consistent theme and." I really think that's true, and, Kaylin, you can tag on to this, but, you know, you can compete in bodybuilding and you can be successful, but I think when you have that strong support group of family and and whatever that family looks like, because it could look different to different different individuals, um, you know, it's just that much more fulfilling, and I think you can go even farther when you have that additional support versus when you don't. Kalen?
2: Yeah, uh, what what I'm saying is that everyone that has a good support fashion does good because they've basically been prepared to do so. It's people that basically had to go, in on their long, uh, go out on their own and then struggle at some point in time and then don't mentally recover in the way they thought they did. And a lot of times their stage presence and their, basically their stage persona suffers um, it usually happens that same way in life, but we just happen to see it more because basically everything is supposed right for the world to see. I'm very happy to hear the way this man's been talking, and I love everything he's saying because he's saying it from the heart, and I think our listeners are really identifying with that because, you know, we're getting a lot of hearts and uh, happy faces and, 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 you know, nothing uh, that basically says, hey, we, we, we can't follow this fellow. They're, they're really enjoying the conversation we're having in spite of all the background noise. I'm sorry about that. We'll do better Thursday.
1: (laughs) And there you have it. So uh, getting back (laughs) to the uh, competitive side of this conversation, uh, Dustin, Craig wants to know, you've won a pro card and you've won as a pro. Explain, um, You know, the differences between the two, and you know, was there a difference in your level of happiness, excitement from one to the other, or is it all pretty much the same consistent level of joy?
0: Well, I'd say the level of joy was almost equal. I mean, you know, my the the achievement of the of a pro card and the achievement of winning a pro debut at different times in life, you know, you're a different spot in life. And to you, to you at that time, at least to me at that time, you know, that was, that was the best thing that I could do in that situation. Um, that was, you know, my goal for that situation. Um, so it was almost, you know, you can almost call it deja vu because, you know, it was the same, almost the same excitement, the same feeling. I, I guess if, if I were to say one over the other uh winning this pro debut, you know, I I might have had a little bit more excitement. Um uh, what uh was there were there two questions? You said you um, said um no. sorry, I had it I had it and I, I lost it.
1: That's okay. I think the main question was just the difference between the two experiences. Oh, and it sounds so like the um, right. they are pretty
0: similar. Now, yeah. Pretty similar. The only... So the biggest difference in the experience would have been the pro stage versus the amateur stage. Um, and this is a total personal thing. You know, everybody is going to go into it differently. But... Believe it or not, you know, I was I was as confident as, you know, the next guy going into my whole pro season. Until the day of the show. I felt like it was really hard to shake the cobwebs on the pro stage. Um I don't know if it was I don't know exactly what it was. I don't know if I can pinpoint it or not. I just had a little bit more a little bit more doubt than I thought I than I had when I was my very first show on an amateur stage. Now, it doesn't really make sense to me, you know, looking back, because I should have been more comfortable, but.
2: No, know. no, you shouldn't. Don't think so? <laughs> no, you should. I well, know you should. Okay, be.
0: well, glad to hear that. I mean, so I kind of fell in line with that, you know, it was. It was. That's how that you know, serious rough, but,
2: you, you were taking what you were doing, and I, I respect that. I mean, it's you you realize you know the first time you went to it with a with a certain mindset, and then you realize you know you had to step your game up, and you we always doubt if we've done enough. Any good competitor never thinks they've done enough, so that that's an awesome thing to take with you, and I hope it happens every time you compete. I don't want you waiting yeah, dominant that on stage, fair. but uh, yeah, I want you being. Huh. At I your definitely back was and not know sure. that you had to go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, no, I
0: definitely was not sure, you know, if I had what it took to achieve that goal that I had that day. You know, as as totally, you know, confident as I can be, you know, there's always, there's always room for improvement. And I know that, you know, every other competitor, that's the thing with, you know, bodybuilding is we know as one that, Everybody is working their tail off, you know, to be the best that they can be and to, you know, give each other up there on that stage the best, you know, competition, the hardest competition, the closest competition, you know, for you judges, you know, we want to make it as tough as we can for you guys, you know, because we're putting in our hardest work. But we know those other guys are, too. So, Best thing you can do is stay well-rounded. Um, stick to the basics, you know, because you don't know you don't know what that other guy's strengths are. You know, you know you know what yours are, and if you can keep those well-rounded, then I think that's the best thing you can do.
1: I think one thing for sure, too, Dustin. I mean, competing in amateur, you're you're grouped you know well most classes you're grouped with other competitors that are closer to your body type or at least size i will say your size
0: as right. far as weight and the height that's the, the amateur state.
1: level but once you hit the pro stage was... depending on the number of athletes you're just up there with with everybody you're up there with everybody yeah, and particularly for the rumble on the river you were you know outsized as far as height and weight Given the athletes that were on stage (laughs) with you. So I'm sure that was a little more intimidating as well. But still, despite those differences, you still came out on top.
0: Right. Yeah. You know, and not to mention, you know, people are, and, you know, he was, he was confident. I mean, Matt was up there. He was confident. He showed it, you know, which kind of, you know, made me even, made me a little more kind of a little timid, um, you know, just up there doing the best that I can do and doing what I know, you know, not really doing, not really showboating, not really, you know, doing any extras now that I know, you know, pro stage is a little more, a little more open, you know, guys like to get up there, you know, they like to, they like to get after, you know, right away, whether it be, you know, hitting a couple, hitting a couple poses, you know, before the show even starts, you know, kind of get a little aggressive I guess
2: you could say. That's what it takes I mean, to be that a pro.
0: <laughs> yeah. So that's kinda that's you know, I kinda got caught off caught off with that too and that could have been, you know, why I wasn't as, you know, confident going into prejudging. But I'll tell you come come finals, you know, come the next time I stepped on that stage that evening, I'll tell you what, I was I was ready.
1: Good had the pre-show jitters, put to rest so you were ready to go. I mean, and that's something that, as I was talking about Earl Snyder earlier in the show, that, you know, that's another point that he re- reiterated is that the more stage time you have, the more comfortable a yeah. competitor gets, the more confident they generally get, the better their body seems to respond um, and mm. so I, I definitely think that's the case there with with Dustin as well. And uh, I'm actually going to flip the script on us and change, change course of thought here because we only have about 10 minutes left, and I, there's a couple more left? questions we want to get to. So I oh digress. Goodness. I know. But uh, here we go, Dustin. Jacob wants to know, with so many shows now happening in the Midwest, how are you going to pick which ones you're going to compete in next?
0: oh good good question um that comes i can I can kind of back this up with the balance that I have it being totally personal um, life will life will show you you know when when you have an opening you know to say compete um, you know summer can be busy so Mhm I mean, maybe next year you know summer show might not be the best option for me. I might you know fall back into say an early fall show um this year summer was summer was pretty open uh we didn't really we kind of got our vacation out of the way in spring, so oh you know this year this year summer worked well for me, and you know to answer the question, I feel like it's you know I don't I don't know when my next, well, I know when my next show is going to be. That's going to be Nationals because I qualified for it, but I don't know when my next show is going to be after that. You know, after this season's over, which would be, you know, after Nationals, um, that's the big show that I really wanted to be in this year. After this season's over, I don't I don't know when I will be competing again or what show. Um, I do link up with a lot of the promoters and a lot of Um, a lot of the, a lot of the outlets in the organization, you know, I'm, I try to stay pretty in touch to see everything that's going on. It's like, I feel like it's important, you know, to, to get involved. So I am, I am very involved and I feel like that, you know, I mean, as a, as promoters, you know, I've already, I've had some promoters, you know, reach out to me to do, to do some shows, you know, here and there. And, you know, that could 100% that could always, you know, Play, could always play a role. You know, what promoter is out there doing the best she can to get guys into his into a show? You know, yeah. is he gonna tell me the right thing, you know, to get me in his show? You know, that mm-hmm. that could always I could always plan on, you know, doing Minnesota Mayhem but then you better. You know, I have I have <laughs> someone, you know, reaching out to me for like an upstate New York show or something and, you know, they're handing out swords up there. And you know, I'm looking again the sword. Uh, you, you
1: know, or you the <laughs> You and me both, brother. <laughs> I think it, you're
2: not familiar with the man. <laughs> yeah. Right. I think I think I got that, that a little backwards. No, you you but, got it right. I uh, was you. That's, like, you that's, uh, you're, you're fine. Go ahead.
0: That's kind of just that's the uh, uh, yeah. That's that's just an example of you know maybe. The thought behind, you know, someone doing their next show, they might, they might do it for any number of reasons. You know, they're, we're all linked up together in the natural world. I know a lot of, a lot of guys these days, and you know, it might boil down to, you know, wanting to compete together. So, you know, I got a buddy, you know, maybe jumping in to Minnesota, Mayhem. So, you know, that's the one I plan on doing. You know, it could just be, it could be little reasons like that. So, reasons can always change. Undefeated. You know, schedules can always change. So you can never really tell, you know, what show you're going to jump into until until that day or that reason hits.
1: Oh,
2: John!
1: Oh, John! All right. And to piggyback on that question, this one is from Sam, and she wants to know how big is natural bodybuilding in the state of Iowa. And I think that's a great question, Sam. I probably shouldn't know that, and I don't, for a fact, but I know that it's growing.
0: Most definitely seems like it is. Um, yep. I mean, I know that. I know that you know, like the the Rumble on the River. You know, and they had you know for the bodybuilding class, they had you know the amateur class, they had three different classes because they were they were so stacked. There were you know somewhere around ten ten competitors plus, and oh, yeah. so I mean, yeah, that's just that's just one, one of the, the shows here in Iowa, so. I mean definitely think it's definitely think it's growing. Since you know, since last year when I was when I was an amateur I can just I can already see a lot of a lot of progression and a lot of people becoming interested. I think yeah, got, no right? doubt. I think there's no I think there's times when it can get there's times when certain people can give it a bad rap because they're uneducated about a lot of a lot of the things about it, and they don't—they don't understand how the nutrition, how how positive and healthy you can actually go into, as far as you know the nutrition goes, and a lot of the new science that's out with you know the dieting that we use. Um, you know, a lot of myths going out there saying you know that it is unhealthy, but with some of the new some of the new methods and some of the new ways that you know we do it is one hundred percent safe and even beneficial you could say, you know, for your body too to get pushed to those levels. In a million different well, we aspects. Love it. I mean i That's
1: for, sure. That's for sure. I mean as far as and I'm gonna digress a little bit here because Dustin is absolutely right on why natural bodybuilding. There are a lot of positives to it. And as far as the Natty Nation in Iowa, I mean, you've got a great mature show, um, with a Ryan Irwin show here in Des Moines. You've got the NGA Titan Classic in Des Moines as well. You've now got the Rumble on the River, which is a new short show that was in Davenport, and. I'm Seem like there's a starter show. It's, it's not a pro qualifier, but it's a great opportunity for newbies to get on stage and just to come in if they like it and what they think about it. And that takes place in Cedar Rapids, I believe, around October. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then I, yeah. I feel I feel like there's another show that is that has popped up in Iowa, and it's a new one. A new this is new to me. I'll put it that way, but I can't think of the name, so that'll be something I'll have to do we'll homework it for and Thursday. see if I can. We will try and have that for Thursday. So with that being yes. said, we've um, already laid down some pretty great wisdom for us tonight, Dustin. But we are on the home stretch here. So for folks looking to get into natural bodybuilding, what uh, what motivation would you have for them?
0: Oh, I'll tell you what I mean, do the best that you can for yourself, you know in all aspects of life, and if you're looking for something to really to really push you and to really fun, to really get you know get all that you have within you as far as you know motivation and strength and perseverance um, believing you know believing yourself uh bodybuilding will bring that out in you. You know, if there's if there's some traits that you might think you're lacking, I mean, you're you know, you find maybe your energy levels you know low at some time, or you know, you have trouble you know, getting some motivation built up to to uh, achieve that next goal. You know, bodybuilding is a great outlet and a great tool to help you push through any and all aspects of life. You know some people don't make a leap to some people wait, you know, years and years to, for example, buy a house. Um, there's just, there's steps to these bigger goals that we have that need to be taken. And, you know, believe it or not, you know, bodybuilding has given me the strength to understand what it's, what it means to make those small goals, achieve those small goals, Um, work towards a bigger picture, believe in myself, have the confidence to, you know, push through, and, you know, probably missing many more things. It's just, that is a big reason why I would, you know, recommend the sport to anybody. Not to mention the support that comes from, you know, within the sport and the great people that you get surrounded with. You know, the, the more people that you surround yourself with that are positive and that are doing positive things, the more chances you that are that you are going to be doing those things right alongside of them so that's that's really the biggest strongest you know message I could ever I could ever tell anybody.
2: Well, that's a, a big you know, message Get
0: linked up with somebody, you know, that 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 knows the sport yeah. and, you know. That knows it.
2: Say it sh- again. Show interest. That knows it. Not just somebody that talks about it, but someone that knows it. Yeah, And I think exactly. that's the biggest reason why so many people fail is because they're getting around people that have a don't really have a clue about the sport itself. They just have an, uh, yeah, an do understanding your, of do your what research. It entails. There you go. Do
0: your research and find those, you know, find those experts. There's, there's a million out there. Well, I mean, there's, I mean, there's, there's a lot out there, you know. Um, yeah. And you'll be able to, you know, you'll be able to tell. And, you know, that's, that's that. I mean, don't know how much more clear cut it can get. Just get out there no, and get you, active. You got a, you know? you
2: a clear stone, and we got the. Uh... The king's sword. So, yeah, I like to talk about swords now because now me and Dad are still jealous about not having ours. But aside from that, (laughs) and the fact that uh, there's a little thing in Ho Chunk with some nice swords, and uh, if you go online, uh, Undefeated, you can see those. Uh, Mayhem as well. And there's a snickerdoodle sword somewhere, and I will find it. I will find it. Oh,
1: my goodness.
2: (laughs) (laughs) What is a snickerdoodle sword?
1: Oh! It'll be, it'll be right next to the chocolate way sword. That's all I have to yeah, say about that. So. <laughs> 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 That's all I have to say about that. All right, that. guys. Well, so, hey, thanks, for,
2: thanks
0: for having me. Thank
1: you thanks for being on, buddy. I do think you got your uh, snickerdoodle shout out in
2: a yes, little I early,
1: did. a little covertly. A little covertly. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh guys before you before you depart from us just to give a uh, a little um insight into Thursday we're going to have Mark South back we're finally going to have our protein consumption discussion who knows we might learn a few things um or we might get angry about it we don't know but we're going to talk about it some more and uh see what perspective Mr. South is bringing to us so Be prepared and have your questions ready. Kaylin, last thoughts from you?
2: Uh, Hotel Casino, August 11th. I'm telling you, do
1: it. (laughs) P for P (laughs) undefeated. Be there or be square. You're going to miss out on the Snickerdoodle Sword. (laughs) (laughs) And there you have the birth of a new hashtag Snickerdoodle Sword. And with that, on behalf of. Of Dustin Scott, Kalen, myself, and the boys from P4P Muscle, your body's a temple. So let's build it. which
2: Snaggardus.